I'm Paris Lawson, and you're listening to a special edition of the Thunder Cares Cast, the place where Thunder's stories live, a part of the Thunder Podcast Network. Behind every initiative, there's a reason to care. This is why. Although games on the court have been put on pause, The Thunder's commitment to the community has not. In today's special edition episode, I'm joined by Thunder Vice President of Community Relations, Christine Burney, to talk about what the Thunder has been doing in the community during this unprecedented time. Here's our conversation. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time out to join us again on the Thunder Cares cast. Thank you so much for having me, Paris. It's good to have you back, and I imagine this is a little bit different than the last time we had you. This is, of course, virtually, but we had to do a special edition episode because so much new stuff has been happening with Thunder Cares that we have to update everybody. And so, Bernie, we'll just start there. What was the lead up like going into March 11th? Things were already getting a little postponed. What was your perspective when things were leading up to the postponement of the NBA? It takes a second to think back to even March 11th. As you said, we were actually kind of getting inklings of this and thinking like, should we really have the book bus out yet? Should we, you know, still, should we, um, you know, we, we canceled a few player events. We just were not feeling really comfortable being out and about. And traditionally, March is really one of the busiest months in community relations for the Thunder, as it is, I'm sure, for a lot of teams. Um, It's the last month that we have players available to um, plug them into community events. It was a a pretty quick pivot, I guess you could say. Um, And we just didn't know at the time that it was going to be this long. You also have events like the book bus that you mentioned and educational events just already scheduled throughout the season. When everything came to a halt, how quickly did you have to pivot from this already long docket of events already planned to an entire new lineup? It it was pretty quickly. We were able, I think at the same time that we were kind of ramping down um, rather quickly. We were also trying to think of ways that we could ramp things up. And um, one example, just a small one, um, with our reading challenge, that is something that's statewide and, you know, we get thousands and thousands of kids participating in that throughout the year in schools across Oklahoma. Um, and when we, when we closed that out, I think, you know, a month early, we decided that we would just, you know, we still had some prizes left. We had our, our vendor was, was all, all set to send them. And so we thought, well, let's just have a, a little mini reading challenge. Just do it for 30 days and no big deal. Kids can do it at home. It's not school-based. And we kind of put that out on social media. And I think we got, I, I want to say it's like five, six, seven hundred kids that participated in that. And they had their little certificates and they were super cute and, you know, and they'll get their little thunder prizes. So just, um, I think one of the, I don't know if I'll say good things, because I'm not sure what, you know, it's hard to say good things coming out of this, although we're hopeful for that, obviously, um, is, is just the creativity and the, the thinking that goes into like, okay, well, we have 
this over here and we can't do this with it anymore, but maybe we can do that with it. So, um, so that's been, that's been a good challenge, I think, for everybody and certainly for the CR crew. I'm sure all of the parents at home who have their kids not in school right now really appreciated that reading challenge to give them something to do, keep them occupied for sure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And we put, you know, our, our youth landing page, we put up um, just activities for kids with, you know, science and fitness and, you know, just all of that to, like you said, like help the parents out as much as the kids this. Um, so hopefully that's been a little, a little bit of, of fun in all of it. But while a lot has changed in terms of what you guys are able to do events wise, the workflow, I mean, you guys are a department of seven people and you're normally on the same floor and able to, you know, shout to one another if you need to, but now you guys are all spread out. How has it been different, you know, brainstorming and going through this workflow? It's definitely taken some getting used to. I think that there are, um, in, in some ways, it's almost more productive because we're just, um, you don't have the distractions that you do in, in normal workplace, which can be both good and bad. You know, there's, there's obviously a feeling of kind of being a little isolated and, you know, it's not the same talking to you over Zoom as it is in person. And It's not the same. Yes. <laughs> Um, but I think we're making the best of it. And, um, you know, we have uh, weekly meetings, um, our, our team, you know, Aaron Oldfield, our director is in touch with, with, um, the whole rest of the department and, you know, with, with calls and, and zoom meetings, all of us together have a popcorn Friday meeting where it's just basically, you know, just chatting. There's, there's absolutely no agenda and no work involved. We're just eating popcorn like we always do on Fridays, only it's just us. So. <laughs> it's the one thing I really, really, really miss yes. about being in the office I is know. popcorn Fridays. I know. Yes, we've heard that from many, many people. So we're, we're going to have to put our brains to that and think of, see if there's a way we can send everybody some popcorn. Well, clearly you guys are finding ways to be creative. And Bernie, there's a long list of things that the Thunder is able to do in the community, even while social distancing is in place and while you're not able to do the same things that you normally do. What, in what ways have you guys had to really get creative to come up with different ways to help the community? Because the need is still there, but it's just a different need. The, the need is there, I think, now more than ever. And um, one of the things that we've really been trying to do, as, as we always do, but it's just so much more, um, even so much more apparent now, um, are just what are the immediate needs? How can we help? One of the things that we found that's been really wonderful is just the the um, relationship that we have with our corporate partners. You know, a lot of them have resources that that are helpful in this exact situation and so you know being able to you know work with pizza hut to deliver um pizzas to fire stations or you know i mean just people are stepping up in a really really cool way and it really seems like the need is only going up i don't know that in that i even knew what what um PPE stood for before this and you know now we're working with our partners at Devon to 
make and deliver face masks to hospitals and healthcare providers and nonprofits. So um, it's just, um, we're definitely in um, response mode and have, have very much tried to be flexible during all of that. Let's talk about those face masks because a couple of weeks ago I was getting groceries and at the checkout line I saw somebody with a Thunder face mask on and I thought that was absolutely fantastic because a Thunder fan is still able to represent their team in in this new way, in this new normal. And so what was that ideation process like? So the, the face mask that we, our initial face mask program was um, taking a resource that we had, which was um, leftover unused t-shirts from, you know, the team shop, partnering with Devin, who is a wonderful, um, you know, support through in all of this to be able to bring it about and working with our vendors to turn those t-shirts and the, the, you know, material that makes them up into face masks that we could then um, work through a list of um, a distribution to, you know, area hospitals and not just Oklahoma City either. We really, you know, wanted to, to reach into Tulsa and um, with a lot of the things that we're doing, we're, we're, we're being very mindful to, to broaden that reach um, to the state as much as we can. Um, and plus they're thunder. Definitely the best use of old t-shirts <laughs> and leftover t-shirts for sure. And it's so cool, like you mentioned, to see the branches that this has. Maybe not, you know, just in the initial sense of handing it off to a frontline worker or an essential worker, but the one that they're not using, they'll pass it along to somebody else. And now you might not have given them a mask, but they have one now because that's just a chain link reaction. But that's just one iteration of face mask di- distribution that the Thunder's a part of. Talk about the other one. This is a program that the NBA and with our team shop, um, we are selling um, online Thunder branded. So these are not like, you know, these are really Thunder branded. I mean, the, the ones that we made out of t-shirts were sort of like, you might get like a sleeve with part of a logo or you might get something, you know, whatever. These are literally like, you know, you can't miss it. They're Thunder branded very much so. Um, Sold on the team shop and um, the, all of the proceeds are going to two of our major um, local food banks, the um, Community Food Bank of Eastern Oklahoma and uh, the Regional Food Bank of, uh, of Oklahoma. And together, those two food banks reach 77 counties in a, a large swath of the state of Oklahoma. Um, so the really cool thing about this project is even though it's through a partnership with the NBA and Feeding America, which is kind of the, the umbrella organization for um, many, many food banks, each individual team was able to designate where they wanted those funds to go to in their local market. So. When we saw that, we're like, yes, please sign us up. I think we should see um, some promos about that going out maybe even as early as next week. Speaking of food, Bernie, this this one is probably my favorite (laughs) so far. And it's the team chefs for the Thunder at the Thunder practice facility chipped in as well. they've They've got some talent in the kitchen and they wanted to help. And they provided a month's worth of meals 
to healthcare workers and what went into that process? We work really closely with our um, front office basketball operations side and we've been brainstorming from the very beginning on just various things that we can do and um, really early on they came to us and they were like, you know what, we've got these great chefs, we've got this beautiful organic food and we want to do something with it. Um, so that was really all it took. And, um, you know, our, our first, um, our first thing was really the, the hospital workers, our partners at OU Medicine. This was a way to, you know, really, um, hopefully give them a little love and, um, and some just wonderful food. The chefs put a lot into that. And um, I think the, from the responses that we got, it was just really well received. And yeah, so a, a, month, of, a month of meals, um, I think it was, we targeted delivery kind of in between shifts. So as, as shifts were you know, changing, the folks that were coming off of the shift were able to, to get these meals. One thing that really stuck out to me was that it isn't just one big delivery. It's not just a week's worth of food. It's a month's worth of food, a hundred <laughs> meals a week. I mean, what, what was that delivery process like in organizing, you know, the handoff between yeah. uh, once a week, a handoff? Exactly. I mean, like that's it. some of the stuff that you do, you, normally that would be fairly easy. I mean, you know, you just get somebody to deliver it, but we actually, I mean, as, as you know, we've all been working remotely. Um, and so um, we actually had some volunteers from the Thunder, not only for the meals, but also for the face masks. Um, step up and volunteer to be the delivery drivers for for these projects. I also heard Rumble made a, a special delivery as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you can't keep Rumble away from something like that. So, <laughs> yes, he's been popping up here and there. <laughs> yeah, this is also just a big indicator of the collaboration that's gone into all of this. You, you talked about how people within the Thunder organization themselves and corporate partners are all helping to kind of make those tentacles reach out as far as possible. There's an initiative that, that's going on within the Thunder organization, and it's the Thunder Acts of Caring initiative. And I think this one really helps span that outreach very far um, because it gets everybody, not just the CR department, but the whole organization involved. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. And I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned this being bigger than CR. I mean, all of these things are are initiatives that it's it's not just us. It's not just our department. Um, everyone is in this together as an organization. It's really the Thunders community outreach. Normally in any kind of crisis, big crisis situation, um, we've got the workforce to, you know, like get on a, a bus and go down to more and help dig out from the tornado. We're really good at mobilizing that, um, that workforce to go out into the community in times of need. What made this, makes this so challenging is that we can't go out there. Um, so, um, the Thunder Acts of Caring was kind of in response to that because we've been, we've been getting emails and, and questions and calls from a lot of our, our 
people on staff, just like, what can we do? What are you doing? What can we do? Um, and we also had been noticing in our, you know, conversations and relationships with the nonprofit community that there was this growing opportunity to volunteer virtually for things. So that's what Thunder Racks of Caring is all about. You can um, sign up to be a virtual volunteer for the food bank and they send you an amazing virtual volunteer kit and all you have to do is post stuff on whatever social media platform that you choose on your own personal social media platform they make it so easy for you but by doing that they're getting all these people to know about the food bank now almost really every single organization has a way that you can help in some way, shape, or form. It is a very long list of ways that people can get engaged and help out, even though they might not be able to actually physically go outside and do something. Exactly. And it might just be one person, like you mentioned, doing their own thing. But mm -hmm. I mean, that how does this broaden the reach? It's kind of exponential. If you, you know, if everybody is doing something, that's 200 people doing 200 somethings and doing it you know for a couple hours a week that's a that's a makes a little bit of a dent something that the thunder just launched was the thunder grad initiative and i think this one's a little bit different than the other ones in the sense that it's not a, a physical service or a actual thing that you're handing off to somebody but it does help a group that's been affected by this because as we've seen through all of this, it just really makes you appreciate those things that you might have taken for granted or just overlooked and didn't think that could have gotten taken away, like a graduation. This has probably been one of the most far-reaching as far as all of the different departments that have been involved. It's really kind of came from the idea of thinking about these kids, whether they're, I mean, initially you think high school graduation or even college graduation. I mean, there are kids that are graduating from kindergarten into first grade or from, you know, whatever into middle school. And so we got to thinking about all those kids and it's like, well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> and, um, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people on staff have kids. I mean, that initial conversation um, was brought up by a staff member who, whose son is going to miss his graduation. It's not going to take the place of an actual graduation, but what we hope it does is just gives those graduates, these, this class of 2020, um, a sense that they are special, that again, we're thinking about them. Um, it's got tons of really cool components. I think maybe, I don't know if I could pick a favorite, but um, I think what it really centered around to start with was the, the sort of graduation messages from um, some key Thunder um, folks, whether they were Thunder fans um, or uh, even Thunder players. And, and Chris Paul sort of led the charge on that. And then we have some fun things that you can, you know, virtual cap and gown and some graduation Zoom backgrounds and, you know, just fun things to play with um, sort, of, sort of stuff. But then the third component, which I, I really love this part too, we asked people to send in information and, and even photos of the graduates and we're compiling that um, right now there's a there's a list that is is on that site 
of all of the names of, of the kids who are graduating, who have who gotten in, in touch with us. Um, and we have, have plans to, you know, kind of make that into something more commemorative, more, more permanent, really as a way of just saying like, this was a really special, um, incredible time. And this is, you know, this class of 2020, whether you're in kindergarten or college, um, is going to carry this with them. And so we wanted to be part of celebrating them. And again, I think doing sometimes with the thunder um, is really good. It's just making it fun and making it, you know, um, extra special, hopefully in a way that, um, that the graduates will, will know that we're, that we've got them in our mind. I can honestly say, I wish I had Chris Paul speak at my graduation. No you know, kidding. It, <laughs> this is one of those cool things where you can, even though it's a very disappointing situation, you really wish you could have walked across that stage. You did. There's something there to make this right. special and memorable. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that that bright side is still there. Before we, before we close, I, I want to give you this opportunity. If there's somebody out there that's listening right now that wants to help in some way, but maybe doesn't know how, they don't want to you know, go out and leave their house, what, what, would, what advice would you give to them? I think really a really good place to start, um, just about any nonprofit that you can think of has a website and on their website is a way that you can help. Just think about the things that you're interested in. You know, it, it might be pets, it might be nutrition, it might be whatever that is. And there's, there's, I guarantee you as an organization that's connected to that. If you just go to United Way, you know, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, there's a United Way in, in so many different communities uh, across Oklahoma. That's another good resource of kind of finding out what's out there and, and what's happening and how you, you know, could potentially help. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us all about the wonderful initiatives that Thunder's been working on during this time. It's a, a pleasure to be able to share that. And, and really, like I said, it's the whole Thunder organization that is behind this. Um, and we're just, it's just a really, um, tough time and hopefully we're able to um, you know help in in some small way and of course thank you so much for listening be sure to like rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and until the next i'm paris lawson